G'day. How are you? Thank you for tuning in to Healthy-ish, the daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am Felicity Harley. Yes, what you eat has a direct impact on how you feel, but you knew that, right? Oh, how good is a reminder? And that's what my guests today are going to give us all, a reminder of how, well, what you eat can make you feel happy or not. Dietitian and founders of Mood Food, Holly Hoskins and Amanda Smythe, join me to discuss how to eat yourself happy. If you do like what you hear from Holly and Amanda, they are upon Extra Healthy-ish where they talk about, well, the intricate link between food and mood. You can search for that wherever you get your podcasts. Holly and Amanda, welcome to Healthish. Hi, thanks, thanks for having us. Oh, I love interviewing two people. It's um, it makes my job easier. There's less talking on my behalf, but um, yeah, thank you for coming on today. Now, talk us through the food mood connection. What role does food play in our moods? Well, the science over the last ten years has actually been really exciting in this area because we used to think that our food was just important for our physical health, but we now know that it's really important for our mental health too. And that's because our brain and our gut are actually physically connected via the vagus nerve, and it acts like a highway between our gut and our brain, carrying messages along it all day from these little guys who live in our gut called our gut bugs. And when we feed our gut bugs well, they produce all these happy chemicals um, that help us to thrive and feel good. But when we're not feeding them the right foods, that's when things start to go wrong and we find we have this process of inflammation, which is associated with depression. It's interesting, isn't it? Because often when you're eating, you don't think it's affecting your mood. And and after the fact, you look back and you think, okay, what was my week of eating? Oh my goodness. No wonder I'm feeling just a little bit low. But on the flip side, often we use food as self-medication. You know, you have a bad day. Let's drink some wine. Let's drink some chocolate. Oh, I just want to order Uber Eats. Comfort foods. So can you talk to us about this and what's going on and And I suppose what we can do when we're drawn to those sorts of foods, which we know will ultimately, well, not help our mood. Yes. And if you are listening, you know, you're not alone. This is very common and (laughs) we do this all the time. And it's important to understand that there is science behind the reasoning why we do gravitate towards these foods. Um, And that's because we do get instant satisfaction, you know, and that's because of this dopamine hit. But what's really important to understand is that when we are, you know, stressed or that that emotion, as Amanda um, just alluded to before, this is actually a process of inflammation in the body. And when we reach for these foods, like your wines, your chocolates, your chips, your lollies, although they make us feel good in the moment, unfortunately, they are really adding fuel to that fire. And, you know, if it's once off, it's not a big deal. But if this is your coping mechanism, you know, by doing this again and again, you're actually contributing to those negative impacts of, you know, stress on your body. So there is lots of things out there that have been proven to decrease, you know, your calm your nervous system and it takes practice, um, but you just really got to find what works for you. So exercise, music, hot bath, um, yelling into a bathtub, whatever it is. <laughs> I like that but, one. Got to give it a go. Um, And, you know, for me, you know, if I've been in the office all day and, you know, long meetings, um, stressful environment, 
I know instead of reaching for that chocolate, I go for a hot lap. We call it a quick burn around the block. And I know that's going to make me feel better than, say, doing the chocolate. And the same kind of thing with the wine in the afternoon. Um, you know, if you get home and you have that urge for the wine, a lot of the time, if you can just delay that urge, um, what I do now, I start cranking some music and I find that music actually helps cool that vibe, bring me back down. And by the time I finish cooking dinner, I don't necessarily, you know, need that wine. Your approach at Mood Food is the Modi Med Diet. What's this one all about? Um, so the Modi Med Diet is really about enjoying whole foods and focusing on the quality of the foods that we eat, not calories, and eating as many different types as um, as many different types of food as we possibly can. So eating the rainbow. So no foods are out. We're really talking about eating our whole grains, our fruit, our veggies. Um, extra virgin olive oil is a huge one and probably an area of my diet that I've changed the most. Um, it includes nuts and legumes, dairy, lean meat, fish. Um, so all of those food groups. Um, but also really importantly, there's this emphasis on cooking, preparing and sharing food because we know that social connection um, that comes from food is so important for our mental health as well. Um, and we know it's not possible for everyone to, you know, eat dinner together every night, but it's just remembering, you know, where possible, these things are really important for our mental health too. And, you know, if you, if you do live on your own, then um, prioritising inviting people over for dinner or maybe it's baking something and, you know, sharing it with a neighbour or a work colleague so that we're still getting that social element um, from food. Why have you added, why have you increased your extra virgin olive oil intake just out of interest? I think for such a long time, fat and oils had such a bad rap. And, you know, even when I studied as a dietitian, we were told to avoid them because they're associated with weight gain. And we now know the complete opposite, actually. You know, extra virgin olive oil is full of these really important polyphenols, which help to reduce inflammation and help all the processes in our body, including our metabolism, work better. And I think really excitingly, you know, adding extra virgin olive oil to your food actually makes it taste so much better. You know, you'll love your salad, your roasted veggies when they're coated with olive oil. Yeah, I agree. Holly, give us some foods, the best foods we should eat if we do want a mood boost. Yes, we love this mood boosting question and I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but there is not a food that, you know, there's not superfoods. What? Not even blueberries? <laughs> They're my favourite. Well, they're part of it. <laughs> okay. Part of you, they absolutely, but we can't rely on one food to boost our mood. It really takes like that whole diet approach. And if you do want to feel better and have more energy, you know, blueberries and those type of foods um, are all part, part of the picture. So a lot of people talk to us and ask us for these foods. So we like to really break it down. Um, and today we're kind of thinking of talking about, you know, this concept of prebiotics and probiotics because they're very much in the media. So prebiotics actually get overlooked a lot, but this grouping of food is all um, evolved around feeding the gut bugs that you already have. And Amanda's already alluded to how important these are. And so what these types of foods are, are like your bananas, your whole grains, your brown rice, your brown breads, you know, garlic, onions, um, artichokes. And these, food, these foods um, have a special power to feed those gut bugs that you already have. A lot of the airtime, and we hear about probiotics, 
And probiotics are just as important, but these are essentially aimed at they contain, you know, live organisms like gut bugs, and they are, they're aimed at adding, you know, good people and more to your pack. So a lot of the time people think about eating, um, you know, supplements because it's easy, but, you know, it's very important to know that these foods can very much come, um, probiotics can come in foods. So things like your kimchi, your fermentation foods, sorry. That's all right. Like your kimchi, <laughs> um, your kefir, um, and these are very trendy at the moment. And we highly recommend, you know, thinking about, you know, trying to add these into your diet. It can be a little daunting, though, um, you know, stepping into the fermentation world. Uh, but on our website, we have some really good guides on products that you can buy in the shelves um, at supermarkets. Holly and Amanda, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you. Yes, we are dropping this ep on Are You OK Day. So go on, ask someone you think may be struggling with their mental health or simply send them this episode. You might just make a difference to their day. We would also appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. If you do want anything else, well, you can jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on socials, grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.